0: I was going through this passage the other day I was thinking how there were different strands to the story which stood alone but actually the account in Matthew becomes stronger as the strands are brought together and the different components bring something that is um, stronger and more attractive something by itself and uh, having um, three strands and uh, maybe the idea of um, those three gifts that were used to appearing there so so what are the strands that I was thinking of well the first one um, was kind of setting the scene for the rest of Matthew's Gospel in the Matthew introduces us to Jesus as the new Moses. Matthew's intended readership was very much uh, a Jewish group. It was folk that were steeped in um, the heritage, the tradition, um, and of course the scriptures. They knew, not simply of being children of Abraham, uh, but of being a family that was rescued through the work of Moses, led by God. And throughout Matthew's Gospel, we we see emphasis on that. We, We see an emphasis on spiritual encounters and mountaintops. We see the the influence of the Passover. we see mighty signs and wonders, the law passed down, and that's all kind of introduced here in the birth narrative, because if we were to think back to Moses whose name refers to him being drawn out of the water. Um, We might think of, well, what was he doing in the water in the first place? And it was avoiding the Pharaoh. And the slaughter of the innocents. Herod has a Pharaoh-esque nature about him. He hears the Magi coming and questioning. And he thinks, what's my place in all this? I'm supposed to be the king of the Jews. I'm supposed to be the one with the power. And it throws him. it throws him afraid of the future he kills the innocents yet the one who in time will lead the children of Israel and others too from capture to freedom is given an escape route For Mary, Joseph and the infant Jesus, this means travelling south to Egypt, out of Herod's reach. In time they will return. And so we see the prophecy of Hosea being fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Indeed, the passage that we've had tonight has three different prophets being quoted. It lays heavily into the scriptures. So this strand, this first strand that we've got, reminds us something about being familiar with the backstory, being familiar with the scriptures, and so getting an understanding of the New covenant that comes in Christ when we are Easter hear Jesus talking to his friends on the road to Emmaus he doesn't immediately reveal himself but he talks through the scriptures he peels it away and his story is there so it reminds us not to simply stay with the baby and use that as our starting point but to look the back that's the first time something about the old um, I guess if it was a wedding it'd be something old something new would have to come next um the magi uh, and uh, the magi are just so off the wall for Matthew's Gospel They are the extreme opposite of that bit about Moses. Now, all that stuff about Moses, there's stuff that you are comfortable with as a readership. It's stuff that you're really familiar with. It's all metaphors that you can really relate to. And to (coughs) speak the other way, Matthew's got the Magi people that are just mysterious characters of unknown origin possibly Iraq possibly Iran they're from a great distance away somewhere in the east some even claim that they might have come from multiple countries I knew <coughs> said there were three there didn't I but we don't know how many you yeah. know We've got three gifts, gold, frankincense, mar. It doesn't mean to say one person had one gift. All we can say really is that there was more than one ma- <coughs> magus. The singular is magus. So you get magi. Um, so there's more than one. Um, Eastern Orthodoxy, some of their paintings show about a dozen. We don't know. They're mysterious. They're wealthy as evidenced by the gifts. Uh, and these are gifts that are um we put understandings onto them about being kingly about um about the future death about the healing powers uh, about priestly nature there are also three gifts that a Greek emperor is documented as having offered to Apollo in 240 BC same three gifts, gold, frankincense, mar so there's a sense completely that they have this Um, spiritual aspect as well they are not just worthy of a king but they are worthy of God that said wise men their understanding of Old Testament scripture is a bit lacking Now, we might think that's the norm for somebody coming from another place of a different faith. But actually, in Babylonia, if that's where they came from, um, the Jewish faith was well understood. And the scriptures would have been known to a certain extent. But here they, they pop into Jerusalem, where they need to be in Bethlehem. But what's more, they're not the only folk that don't know the scripture. Their presence shows that Herod doesn't know it either. That Herod has to ascertain this fact Um, highlights a a gap in his education. Um, The king should have been familiar with this prophecy, it would have been well known quite a gathering come to him and they say oh yeah yeah, it's got to be Bethlehem where the Christ comes from where the Messiah will be found so the Magi Gentiles who've been engaged in astrology um, sort of divining what the messages are Are, by looking at the heavens, um, they are more faithful to God than the ruler of the nation that is supposed to be a godly people. And that just highlights what a mess that country is in. They are in need of the Messiah because the rulers of the land don't have a clue about the people the heritage and what they're ruling so this strand of the Magi which opens the door to us the Gentiles to some extent which is something that Matthew doesn't really go into later in his gospel um, shows that people of all race and creed can come and worship and it's maybe a little foreshadowing of that day when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord so there's t. Where do you think I'm going to go with the third one? Any idea? My third one's Joseph. And again, um, he's an unusual character. We remember him in our nativity plays. Um, but rarely give him a speaking part you know he sort of pops along uh, and he, he almost gives the fresh impression of being the henpecked husband you know uh, Mary gets the whole thing doesn't she she, she even gets a song praising God she gets to have the conversation with the angel but Joseph gets a dream you know, throughout the story of Joseph the bits here in Matthew 2 or in the previous chapter in Matthew 1 he's crucial to the plot but he doesn't say a word nothing's directly coming from his mouth it it tells us that he he gave Mary's son the name Jesus at the end of Matthew chapter 1 but that's about it and that might fool us into thinking well he has the dreams and that's as far as it goes there's the genealogy and that's as far as it goes he's just there as an extra a bit player yet when we look again at him we see he's the one who listens to the word of the angel in those dreams and he responds directly he listens and he responds and he protects the mother And he adopts the son. That's what he does after the first dream in Matthew 1. It's what he does again. Here in Matthew 2. There's so much more to him than simply providing a royal lineage. There's. Something more to him than him being the reason why Mary has to go to Bethlehem. In a time of a patriarchal society, Joseph is the honourable man who discerns the guidance of God and enables the Lord's will to be done. He's the character in the birth narrative that we probably are the one we need to emulate. Not simply the shepherd or the magi that come and give the worship and then go away. But it's the one that stands there continually. Prayerful and considerate. And ready to be moved out of our comfort zone. Ready to do whatever God chooses when God calls him to act. That's who we need to be. So, three strands, three different aspects, but they come together, they're woven. Together just as we plaited our chords. And as such, there are different bits of story that they make one that points to the word <coughs> that points to the word in the past and of that present and of the future. So let's think of how we can be woven into a greater story, how we can be taken and listen and respond such that we do his will.